Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Today we're going to talk about the joy of blessing others. That is the wonderful honor and happiness of life is when we get to serve the Lord by being a blessing to other people. It is. It's getting to give what we've received. And we're living in the overflow is the way Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 1. That's the sweet spot. And that's really the, the uh, theme of the S stage in the Christ stages of faith that we write about in Journey of the Soul. The S stage is spirit-led ministry or the easy yoke stage where we're living in the overflow. And Dallas uh, Willard has some great uh, teaching on this. Uh, we're remembering his life and his legacy in this podcast, and uh, this is the sixth of a series of six podcasts, so hope that you've been following along with us and uh, gleaning from Dallas's teachings and our stories of some interactions with him. And so today I want to tell one of my favorite stories. This also goes back to the, the monastery class, and this is uh, another of the stories that we tell in Journey of the Soul about uh, Dallas and an interaction with him. But I was in that class and I uh, front row seat and I was in there real, real close to uh, listen and learn from Dallas and, and just watch and just experience how he interact with all the students. And uh, one day there was a student that just got really testy when one of the pastors didn't like some of Dallas's doctrine about a hot button uh, social issue. And so he was challenging Dallas and uh, was was aggravated and, and being pointed and and critical. And uh, I saw Dallas just uh, be non-defensive and gentle and offer statements of empathy and uh, be calm and curious and asking questions and really trying to understand this man and, and what upset him about this and what his thoughts were and about this issue and why he thought this way about it. Uh, and then I noticed that, that that as Dallas was talking, he had, he had a very vulnerable posture in his body. He, he had his hands behind his back. Uh, and then I flashed on to that morning, I happened to see Dallas walking through uh, the Rose Garden in the courtyard of the monastery right outside my window. I was at my desk and I was uh, reading the Bible and uh, my uh, shades were open so I could see out into the garden. And I saw Dallas walking by and uh, whistling and hum, humming a hymn as he so often did, and he had his hands behind his back as he walked. And so when I put those uh, two things together, I realized, you know, I think that he was doing a spiritual practice. He was like preparing. This was like, he didn't just happen to have his hands behind his back as he was teaching. He had practiced this sort of a moment where he would do question and answer and someone might disagree with him, and he wanted to love that neighbor even if he was feeling criticized or judged, or even if it was unfair, uh, Dallas didn't just you know pull out his massive intellect and and decimate this person with here's why what I'm saying is right and what you're saying is wrong. He probably could have done that, but he he totally took that gentle manner of Jesus and ministering uh, a tender heart and a, a vulnerable spirit, 
And that student felt so valued. And I talked to him later and he, you know, he, he kind of came around. He re- rethought some things after that interaction. And so I, I love that example of Dallas finding joy in blessing someone, even someone who was criticizing him. I'm really grateful for that, too, because I've given you lots of practice at that, <laughs> where I've been critical of you and you've responded with a blessing to me. Yeah, well, you know how many, since I can't even remember when I first learned Jesus' teaching to uh, bless those who curse you and pray for those that persecute you and love your enemies and do good to those that hate you and give to the one who asks you and turn the other cheek and this, these similar teachings, many of which are in the Sermon on the Mount. And, but I, I never really thought carefully about how would you become the kind of person that would do that naturally until Dallas taught me that. And so he, he taught me how to bless those that curse you, that, that actually Jesus gave us that teaching to learn how to do it. And we could become that kind of a person. We could become so uh, formed and shaped and healed by, by God's unconditional love and by God's grace that we would be able to do that without going into fear or shame. But it could actually make us happy to give a blessing to someone who is being difficult or even mean because actually that's what they need is a blessing. Now, that's, they might need... Uh, sometimes we need to speak the truth and love to people and we need to have boundaries. Uh, but if we stand in a place of our belovedness to our Father in the heavens where we're secure and we're cared for and we've, we've received some, some healing and some growth through our own wounds and uh, places of, of insecurity and negative emotion, then we can be ready when, when the insult comes to not just be defensive or not just counterpunch, but to, uh, to listen and to pray and to ask questions and to, and to see how we could try to bless this person. Yeah, and so we've gotten to see Dallas do this where somebody was giving him a hard time and his response to them wasn't defensive. It wasn't selfish in trying to protect himself or defend himself. It was actually in willing good for the other person. Yeah, when you experience that, it helps you then be that way. And so, yeah, like you're saying, there's times in marriage or in friendship or with a colleague where the person that you respect and and appreciate or even the person that you love might feel like an enemy. I mean, you know they're not, but it's, it's hurtful or you're feeling judged or you're feeling opposed and you're feeling angry. And it's natural to feel angry, but we don't have to react to that anger. And we can learn to practice the proverb that says, you know, there's a gentle answer that turns away wrath. And uh, that's a great blessing when we're in a position to, uh, to be God's minister to someone who, you know, is maybe being difficult in a situation or someone who isn't maybe our cup of tea or our kind of person we would naturally hang with. But when we can uh, be used by the Lord to, to, to give grace and to be a blessing to that person, there's no greater blessing for us than to overflow. Yeah, well, this is one of Dallas's teachings where he, it's Jesus' teaching, but where he really was challenging us that, no, this as well as all of Jesus' teachings are meant for you to obey. Because I think there's a tendency, there was for me before, really 
appreciating Dallas to just kind of read that and kind of think, well, I'm glad Jesus could do that. But I, that's not for me. Like, I can't do that. Or like, that's just, he must have been able to do that because he was God. And, you know, Dallas would challenge that and say, no, everything you read in scripture and everything you see lived out in scripture, which, for example, Paul lived this out, just one example, is meant for you as Jesus's apprentice to live. And any of the the things that you see the disciples do or saints in scriptures do in the power of God and faith and trust and, and with God, you can do too. Yeah. And so there was a day where I realized that I did not know how to give you empathy, Christy, if you were frustrated with me. And if we were having a conflict, I, I didn't know how to do that. And so I prayed about that. And I, I thought about that and I did some studies and I did some soul care practices and spiritual disciplines, including paying more attention to my own needs for empathy to get more of that inside of me and getting this vision that we're talking about in this podcast. And so that changed the way I interacted with you. And now sometimes I still uh, react with frustration or defensiveness or escalate a conflict, but uh, more often than not, I'm able to pay attention to what you feel and ask you about that and show concern for that. And, uh, and you do the same thing for me. And so that's, that's where training can take us. And what I found is, wow, that's, that's, a great, that's a great honor. That's a great, I have a, I have a sense of, it's hard to describe, but a, a closeness with Jesus that's different than I might feel sitting by the lake and noticing how beautiful it is and so thankful that Jesus is with me. And that, that's wonderful. But when I'm going through a, a trial or uh, something that feels painful and, I, and I'm able to lean into Jesus' presence as I do it, there is what Paul talks about, that companionship of Christ's sufferings. And there is a, a special blessing and honor in that. Yeah, it also helps me when I realize that Jesus was, he, like you said, companion in sufferings. Jesus was, was sinned against or hurt or treated or disrespected or disregarded or in the same way that I am feeling that, criticized in the same way. And he has empathy for me. And that I can actually, I don't need to expect this person in front of me to love me and respect me because it's enough for me that Jesus does. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in the spiritual world. I'm with mm-hmm. Jesus in Abba's world, and I'm loved here. And then I'm remembering what I've received from him, and then I'm able to give it to, the, uh, just as I've received God's grace and mercy, I'm able to extend it to them. I think of the psalmist's words in Psalm 16, you know, I've set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I could take his right hand right there, not be shaken to where... I feel so threatened that I have to be defensive to the criticism. Yeah, and so one of the ways we learn to take Jesus' right hand in a situation of conflict or stress or where we're feeling criticized is by uh, doing it off the spot before that pressured moment. And especially if we do it off the spot in a watch and pray mode, which is what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, before he was crucified, Jesus went to the cross spiritually before he went to the cross physically. He, he anticipated 
going to the cross. He anticipated the suffering. He anticipated taking on our sin. And he did that prayerfully. That's called watching and praying. And he taught Peter to do that. Peter didn't learn to do it the first time around, but later he did. And we see Peter do that uh, in the upper room at the beginning of Acts and throughout the book of Acts. And so when we take seriously the, the trials and challenges of our life and we realize that what goes around is going to come around again, and we anticipate those, those trials and prepare for them in this way, it begins to shift who we are on the inside. And so if I can give you empathy when I'm imagining a conflict or I'm seeing you in my mind or remembering a time when you were angry with me, and if I can imagine that and then pray, now, Lord, help me to hold your hand, Jesus, and help me to uh, breathe in your presence and to uh, give Christy empathy in that moment, even though I might not want to or not feel that she deserves it, and help me get in your, the flow of your compassion to me, now overflowing from me to her. And so if I watch and pray in that way, that helps me. And I remember when I f- first would do this, it would be in the car before I was coming home from work, and I would, would pray about how I was going to enter into the home and how I was going to interact with, with you and with the kids and anticipating some of the trials there, uh, you know, and the dinner's being prepared and kids are, are squirrely and squabbling and, uh, and you know, how am I going to be in that moment? And so praying for, for God's help with that and, and cultivating that saturated experience of uh, God's grace is here for me now and breathing it in and I'm in God's presence. And so that, that helps us then when we're in the trial to, to keep in that flow. I'm thankful that you've done that training. And so we'll be talking in the blog this week on A Cup Running Over. It's an excerpt from one of Dallas Willard's best teachings, and it really illustrates the heart of what this whole series has been about as we've been remembering uh, Dallas Willard's life and legacy uh, is the, the, the balance of our inflows and our outflows. And in this article that I share with you, uh, Dallas talks about how, how we can live out the, the verse in the Psalms that we're, uh, my cup runs over, my cup overflows. It's by ca- ways that we care for our soul, for the, the inflow of God's grace, so that we can have it in the outflow in these times of conflict or trial, uh, in our ministry, in our work. That's where we want to live. That's the great joy and honor of life. We get to do that with Jesus. And it's so fun to do life with you who are listening and uh, just thank you for connecting with us. We just, we love when we hear from you in so many ways, uh, particularly recently we've been hearing from many of you and sending reviews in for journey of the soul on Amazon or, or wherever you, you buy your books. And we just really appreciate that. I made a new friend, uh, Dana Hardy. She says, thank you for giving me a detailed process for growing closer to Jesus. Awesome. Lord bless our listeners. And strengthen us, Lord, in the flow of your grace. Each of us now, we just think about a particular conflict or trial or situation that's difficult for us to be a blessing to other people. Just ask God in that situation, Lord, that you'd help us to take hold of your right hand. You're there, Jesus. Just take hold of your hand. Absorb your smile in our soul, that we could offer empathy, compassion, grace to that person 
maybe it's being difficult, Lord, and that we could do that in a way that we would be secure and protected by you. We're strong in your presence, Lord. You're our refuge and our fortress. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I'm excited to tell you that Soul Shepherding has a network of senior spiritual directors available to help you. You just go to soulshepherding.org forward slash network and you can find one of the men and women ministers that Christy and I have personally trained through our Soul Shepherding Institute and Spiritual Direction Certificate Program. And they are great at empathy, asking questions, listening with a tender heart, praying for you, and guiding you gently uh, on the path of life with Jesus uh, in your prayer life and in the challenges of your life, your ministry, your work. And so check out the soulshepherding.org forward slash network of senior spiritual directors who are available to talk with you and support you in your life, in your ministry. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.